0: For a thought the Lord's laid upon my heart today, Genesis chapter number 18 and verse number 1, I want to thank everybody for praying for me because prayers work. I know medicine's good, but if medicine was perfect, everybody took it to get well but everybody that takes it don't get well. Amen. So prayer, I believe, is what's got me here. Amen. Genesis 18 in verse number 1, the Bible said, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mary, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day, and he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, there were three men stood by him, and when he saw them, he ran to meet them, from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away. I pray thee from thy servant, let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts." After that ye shall pass on, for therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened unto the tent unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal. Knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd, and fetched a calf tender and good, and gave it unto the young man, and he haste to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the cap which he had dressed, and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. Father, help me just a little while, I pray. Speak to your precious people here today. God, that as we come together here, we'll see in this scripture something that will help us and strengthen us and correct us. Father, your blessings we ask today in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. Now, if we look today and think about what is going on here, we know what is happening. We know that things are fixing to get Really, really changed up. Now, the thought that I have on my heart today is just a little. You notice he said, a little water to be fetched. You know, a lot of people don't put any emphasis on the little things. Amen. But God, he really majors in minors. Right. Amen. God wants to take the little things that we do, the little things that we say, the little things that we have and do great things with them I thought about as I preached many years ago uh, as I was coming up the interstate and God gave me a message and I had to pull over and write it down little is much if God's in it and I thought about all this week and the last few weeks uh, sometimes we think that we have so little we are so blessed we don't know how blessed we are So little that we have would be a king's ransom to 90% of the world. Now you think about it. I don't care if you're living in a cracker box up the road. 90% of the world ain't got a good cracker box. I remember about 25 years ago during Christmas they were walking the streets of New York City and they were asking people what they wanted for Christmas. I'll never forget this. I do not think I'll ever forget it. They came up to a lady that was living in a cardboard box. She had a cardboard box. She had a blanket and a coat and that was it. That was her worldly possessions. And they thought, well, we'll ask her what she wants and we'll probably hear, oh, I'd like to have a fine home, a big car, or something like that. So the Asked the lady, said, if you could have anything today for Christmas, what would you want? And her reply was this, could I have a hug? Could I have a hug? What would you have asked for? You say, ma'am, you've got a cardboard box, wouldn't you want something else? Man, all you got one blanket and one coat. Wouldn't you like to have something else? But isn't love one of the greatest things that God has ever given to man? Amen. Love is something that we all have and have the ability to love, but sometimes we don't share that love. Right. Abraham was looking, and he saw three men coming, and he ran to them. And he offered them a little water to wash their feet and, and some food for their journey. And I thought about, you and I would read this story and we'd say, well, even Abraham's living in a tent. That was a matching for them. And I thought about, as we looked in this scripture, if you will, turn in Genesis, I mean Exodus chapter 16. Exodus chapter 16. Let me read you a scripture there. Exodus 16 verse number 17 And the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. And when they did meet it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing over. He that gathered little had no like. They gathered every man according to his eating. And Moses said, Let no man leave of it till the morning. Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses. Are you reading with me? But some of them left of it until the morning, and it bred worms and stank, and Moses was wrought with them. And they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating, and when the sun waxed hot, it melted. And it came to pass that on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread, two omers, for one man. And all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. And he said unto them, This is that which the Lord had said, Tomorrow is the rest, notice this, of the holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake that which ye will bake today. And see it that ye will see it. And that which remaineth overlay up for you to keep until tomorrow. Now preacher, what has that got to do with what you're preaching? Well, manna came down from heaven for every single day. They gathered twice as much for the Sabbath. So they wouldn't have to work and do any gathering on the Sabbath. So God had gave instructions I don't care how much you take, eat what you take. Because it will not be left. You'll have to get it fresh every day. That made me to think of how church folk are. I mean, manna comes down at church every service. Every single service. I don't care if they're shouting or crying or quiet as a church mouth. Manna still falls at the house of God. And people gather and eat that that they have a hunger for. Amen. I mean, there's a nugget in every sermon. There's blessings in every song. That's right. There's hope in every meeting that we have. Amen. But sometimes we take little and sometimes we take a lot. And sometimes we know that we're not coming back on Sunday night. So we double up on Sunday morning. We know we're not coming back Wednesday night, so we'll try to get three days' supply. And now we see that the Bible said it melted. It grew worms and stank. I want to say to some of us here this morning, some of our religious aspects of our life sure do stink. He said those that gathered a lot had enough, and those that gathered a little had enough. When you leave church, the little that you got, was it enough? It was available, but did you get enough for the journey? I mean, did you come in here hoping and praying that we wouldn't have a shouting service? Did you come in here hoping and praying that the preacher would be so sick that the sermon would be short? Yeah, Amen. I, I, hey, I've felt prayers like that over the years. Oh, yeah, especially when it gets hot, you know, and the preacher's getting down, you know, like that song and brother just played. He is preaching hell so hot you could feel the heat. Amen. Heaven so sweet you could taste it. Amen. I mean, when it gets that way, what is your prayer line? God shut him up or God let him loose? The little that you get sometimes could be the greatest thing that was ever given to you. What this story is telling, God said do this and that's what we ought to do. Amen. So what did God tell you and I today? He said come into his house with praise Amen. and thanksgiving. Have you praised him today? That's right. Oh preacher, I ain't got nothing to praise him for. Well let me tell you something. You are not dead. That's enough to praise him about. Amen. You got up under your own power this morning That's enough to praise him about. You're breathing this morning. That's enough to praise him about. But preacher, I'm hurting. 95% of this congregation has pain right now. And most of us have multiple pains. Amen. Amen. And by the way, sometimes you are the pain. Amen. Oh yeah, you ain't always the blessing. I want to tell you that. I mean when you look in the mirror I know you sing that song It's Hard to be Humble I understand that I know that but sometimes you are just not a blessing but you know what I have to say thank God you're here Thank God that you're taking a part in this service. I want you to know the little that you do have, God is wanting to use that for his glory. This little man that we just dedicated, we don't know, he might be the next Billy Graham. He might be the next Billy Sunday. We don't know what God's going to do with him. But we want to be able to help this young man to find the will of God for his life and we should do the same for ours. The little that we do have. The trouble of it is, anybody has got children fixing to know what I'm saying, it doesn't matter what's on the table, they always want something else. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can have pork chops, steak, gravy, biscuits. I'm talking about the good stuff in life. I want pizza. I tell you, I ain't never wanted a pizza over a steak. Amen. I mean, if God's sending steak, I'm going to eat steak. If he's sending pizza, I'll eat pizza and thank him for it. But I'm really going to praise him when I get the steak. Amen. The little that we have opportunity to do here this morning, first thing we have opportunity is, is to be saved. How do you know that preacher? You're alive, you're in the house of God, you're here in preaching and the Holy Ghost has already spoke to you. So you have opportunity today to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. But the trouble of it is, will you take that opportunity to be born again? Then if you'll turn with me in 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter number 17. Give you just a second to get there because it takes me a second to get there. And verse number 10. Are you there? And he arose and went to Zephyr. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. He called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, notice this, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. Now notice something that she's going to do. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have, notice this, not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil, notice that, in a cruise. And behold, I gather, Did you notice how much she's gathering? Two sticks ain't going to bake a whole big cake of bread, is it? Behold, I gather two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said. Notice this, but make me therefore a little cake first. And bring it unto me and after make of thee and for thy son. So what is the the thought in this? She heard what the man of God said. Now stay with me just a moment. Look at me. She had opportunity to do it or not do it. Your carnal mind knows that you've only got a little bit of meal and a little bit of oil. That's the carnal side of it. And your carnal mind says, well, if I take that little bit that I do have and make him first a little cake, me and my son ain't going to have much and we're going to die even quicker. That's the carnal side of it. But see, it's a God thing. When God says, do it for me first, Hold on, I'm going to help you. It's going to hurt you, but it'll help you. Your tithes come first. If you don't come first, you're robbing God. Hold on, let me get off tithes and get on something where you won't cry. What about your praise? I want you to raise your hand. I usually don't want you to raise your hand, but I want you to raise your hand on this one. Who watched the ball game last night? Who shouted last night? Who screamed last night? Who hollered last night? Whose team won last night? Oh, you jumped them hands up there when your team won. Let me tell you, I'm on the winning team this morning. Where's the cheering section? Amen. I mean, we owe it to God first. Amen. I mean, if you hollered last night, why ain't you hollered today? If you had your hand up last night, why ain't you been up today? If your voice was raised last night, why hasn't it been raised today? Amen. Give God a little cake first. In right. her obedience and doing that, done what? She didn't die. That's right. When we follow the Word of God and follow God's instruction, we will never die. Amen. We'll leave the land of the dying and go into the land of the living. Right. Amen. Amen. I'm going to where they're going to live eternally. Why? Because I gave God the little that I do have first. When I get before him. Amen. It don't matter how much it measures. As long as I gave it to him. You say preacher give me an example. Well that old boy on the cross you know was being crucified with him. He couldn't do a whole lot but witness could he. And he said remember me Lord. Boy, that was a big, long, drawn-out prayer, wasn't it? I mean, he really got spiritual, didn't he? He couldn't raise his hands because his hands already raised. So what did he do? He raised the little that he had, his voice. Are you willing to give God first? He needs first place in your life. He needs to be the first choice. And if he's not first, he's not at all. He's not at all. He will never, ever play second fiddle to nobody or nothing. The trouble of it is, church, we all know we have a little. But we're just not giving it to the Lord. You're looking at an old boy that was raised in a two-room log house. We had coal oil lamps when I was a boy. We had an outhouse. We had gravity-fed water. We had a number two wash tub that we took a bath in. And when the rain ran off of the house and hit on the front porch, on the steps on the front porch, we stood on those steps and washed our hair. You say, preacher, boy, you didn't have much. Well, let me tell you what we did have. We had a church right at the end of the backer patch, and we could walk to church. We had water that we could drink. We had milk from cows that we milked. We had fresh butter. We had fresh ham. That, and we also had all the fixings with it, gravy and biscuit. No, we didn't have much, but we had a plenty. Amen. Look at the Charles Atlas chassis hit grows. Amen. If I didn't get much, I, I know my first cousin says this ever family reunion. Boy, if we'd have fed him, he'd have grown up, wouldn't he? We have all had more than we deserve. Amen. I never had to go hungry. I went barefooted a lot. But that was normal. I didn't know I was poor till I moved to Marion. Yeah, and they said, boy, you're poor. You got white socks and blue jeans. Now they're the most sought after thing in the world. You know them blue jeans I wore 60 years ago? They bring $1,000 now. I was just ahead of my time and didn't know it. Amen. (laughs) Turn with me in the book of Ezra. I'm trying to hurry. I know you're wanting to go eat a steak. I've done made you hungry. Ezra chapter number 9 and verse number 8. And the word of God said, And now for a little space grace had been showed from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant to escape and to give us a nail in his holy place that our God may lighten our eyes and give us a little reviving in our bondage. Church, that's what we need today. We need a little reviving. Amen. I mean, we'll shout her out for a ball game but we ain't got enough energy. Amen. But we come to the house of God and get quiet on God. We need reviving. We need a good Holy Ghost, heaven, sent sin, killing, revival that will re-fire us up and put the joy of the Lord back down in our heart to where our, our lips will say Amen. glory to the name of God. Right. And it's, listen, you know praise ought to be common in Christians. I mean you shouldn't have to work it up. You ought to be able to pray it down. Amen. Amen listen, you can go to a ball game and get worked up. Yeah. I want to go to the house of God and pray it down. Let the Shekinah glory of God set upon us like a fog from heaven, amen, and consume us to where maybe you get slain in the spirit and lay out right here for a couple hours and come to yourself and say what in the world happened. A good... Preacher friend of mine, Brother James Teeny, raised a Baptist all his life, married a little old girl that's full gospel. They live in Pineville, Kentucky. And James, he got to going to that full gospel church and they got to shouting and the hooping and the hollering things he had never seen or heard. And he seen them being slain in the spirit. He stood up one day in that church and he said, God, if that's real, I want it. He come to about three hours later and there was nobody in the church. He come to and he went down to where they knew they was eating. He said, Sharon, why did you leave me? She said, I left you in the best place I could in the arms of God. You ask Brother James Teeny today if he believes in the Holy Ghost. You ask him if he believes in being slain in the Spirit. Amen. He's a big old man like me, he's probably 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Son, he'll tell you right quick, you ask God for it, he liable to give it to you. The trouble of it is, church, we're not asking God for anything. We're satisfied. I came to this church this morning with anticipation that somebody would get something from God that would make a difference in their life. I mean just a little bit of something that would change them. Fill them with the Holy Ghost of God and maybe save them from a devil's hell. Amen. I want to preach hell hot for a little while. Hell is a terrible place to go. Hell is a place where God never intended for you to go. It was never made for you. And if you go, you'll go as an intruder. Hell is a terrible place for anybody. We don't want to hear that no more. We want a good sermonette. Good motivational speaker. Tell me I'm doing good. Pat me on the back. I want to tell you something. I love you too much to stand up here and not tell you hell is a real place. I love you too much not to stand up here and tell you if you don't change your wicked ways and be saved and sanctified and the Holy Ghost that you will die and go to a devil's hell. I love you too much this morning not to tell you that you have opportunity to make it right today. No matter how sorry this sermon is the Holy Ghost of God has spoken to you and called unto you and he said come unto me and I will revive you. Renew your spirit. Rekindle that love that once was in your heart for the things of God. That's what we need today church. We have left our first love. That's what it said in the book of Revelations. I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. You remember when you first talked to God and you realized you was a sinner? Somebody ought to shout. Somebody ought to be a running right there. I remember when God saved me that day of February. 1987 Trinity Hill Freewell Baptist Church Sunday morning service Sister Lee and Preacher Carl singing near to thee and I realized I was a guilty distance from God I needed to be saved because I couldn't save myself I realized I was a sinner on my way to hell I realized I didn't have much left didn't have much time didn't have much sense but the little I did have I wanted God to have it that day I'm glad that when I took it to an altar he didn't reject it he didn't turn it away he was there with open arms and he received me that day and forgave me of my sin and sanctified me filled me with the Holy Ghost and he made a new creature out of me I've never been the same thank God I've never been the same Because he made a new creature out of me. But the question of it is today, the little that you do have, do you want God to have it? A few days, I'll be 67 years old. As time would have it, I'm closer to where I'm going than where I came from. So the little time I do have, I sure don't want to waste it. I don't want to waste the opportunities to open doors that God opens unto me that I can tell them about Jesus. That I can live an example before them and tell them and show them, not just tell them, but show them that God can make a difference. That he can take the drug addicts and the drunks, the harlots and the whoremongers, save them, make a new creature out of them. Lord be his. I have never ever understood why he wanted me to start with. I never saw no good in me at all. But somehow he saw something in me that I never saw in myself. And he loved me in spite of all that I was. He loved me in spite of all that I had done. He loved me still to this day. Even though I've sinned and come short of the glory of God. He still loves me. So I'll take the little time that I do have and you'll say amen on this one and the little sense I do have. There's your key, Marvin. I don't have but eight fingers. I have a choice. I can either stand here today and whine over the two that I don't have or take the eight and use them for God. Most people would rather whine over the two they don't have Amen. because they're in a pity party. Right. Poor pitiful me. But I've made the choice a long time ago. Take the little that I do have and let God use it. Amen. Amen. Nearly every bone in my body's been broke. <laughs> but God, it's all yours anyhow. Amen. Amen. I can't do what I used to do when I was 20 and 30. But I can still run my mouth as good as I ever did. Amen. Hey, man. So I'll take the little I do have and give God glory with it. I'll take these eight fingers and lift them up to God and praise His holy name. I'm not ashamed of what I am. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad God called me to preach. I'm glad I'm one of His children. And I'm glad to say I'm on my way to heaven today. The question is have you used what you have? Miss Tanya back there, my precious sister that I love so dear, and faith, born and raised in this church, she sat in this church several years and never used her talent. Her daddy came and ain't came to sing, and her daddy ratted her out. Come up here, Tanya, and sing. And I turn around and go... She ain't never sung a lick since she's been here. So daddy ratted her out. So then we know she had the talent. And she's had to use it since then. Melanie Hensley sat right there in the middle. One Wednesday night she come down the aisle, had a tape. I thought she just wanted me to play a song. She said, no, I'm going to sing. She sat in this church five years and never sung. Five years and I thought you've had that talent all this time what beautiful voices both of them have Amen. but have have you hid something in you maybe that God has put in you and you've not used it yeah. some folks in this church has a talent for building Amen. yeah everybody don't have that talent some folks have mechanical abilities everybody don't have that Some folks like myself and Marvin back there got the gift of gab. We can flap our jaws at both ends. We can talk to ourselves and make sense. (laughs) I'm the most intelligent person I've ever talked to. But I realize what little I do have. God has given me. God has given me. I look back to that little two-room log house on Anderson Branch in Madison County with great memories. We worked hard. We played hard. And we loved hard. And we worshiped God. We'd walk down to that little old church and no, no cars was there. Everybody walked to church. Little pot-bellied stove, water bucket with a dipper. There was an old preacher who had walked to church and he picked up some poker cards laying in the ditch line somewhere down that road. And he got in the pulpit that morning and he laid those cards on the pulpit. I was probably four or five-year-old at the most. And that preacher reared back and he said, devil's footprints on Anderson Branch. And brother, he preached hell so hot that morning, this five-year-old boy picked his feet up off the floor, put them up on the pew. That's how hot it got for a five-year-old that morning. That old man was looking at people dying and going to hell that morning that he knew in his heart that if they didn't change their life was going to hell and take the little that they did have and give it to God. Been over 60 years ago, and I've never forgot it. Right. That's how Hot Hell was preached that morning. But as that song said a while ago, he told me how sweet heaven was too. Right. I didn't get saved that day, but I never forgot him talking about hell in heaven. Right. And I thought that day, boy, when I get big, I want to give all I am to God. I was 32-year-old when I finally gave it to God. I've never regretted a day. Of it. I'm not going to stand up here and tell you it's been an easy life. Being a Christian is hard. It's a struggle. It's a fight. I will not tell you why. Because the Word of God said we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities of the air. You ever been anywhere there wasn't any air? Air is always all the way around you. So you're always bombarded from the devil trying to get you to take the little you do have and do nothing. Amen. Let us stand. Somebody come and sing and play. Every head bowed, every eye closed, never every Christian praying. Somebody in this congregation right now, the Holy Ghost has spoke to you. You're not where you ought to be with God today. He's opened the door for you. You say, preacher, I've got plenty of time. How can you say that? You don't know when God will call your number. You don't know when God will say, this is your last moment, last hour. I've buried a lot of people younger than you. So why would you think you have plenty of time? For today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time for you to bring what you have to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm bringing it to you. The little I do have. The little time I've got left. The little talent I've got. The little strength and energy. My little mind. I'm bringing it to you, God. I'm bringing it to you today so you'll know, God, I'm giving it to you. Some are making their way this morning. What about you? Isn't it time that you realize you can't save yourself? You can't keep yourself. Only God can keep you. Are you satisfied with where you're at today with God? Are you satisfied with the condition of your heart today with God? They're coming. What about you this morning? bring the little you've got and bring it to the Lord and say God here it is what time I have left is yours what talent I have is yours God what treasure I have is yours God what opportunities you give me God I'm going to thank you for them and use them for your glory come on children God's still speaking God's still speaking would you come would you step out by faith this morning and bring it to God? Say, God, thank you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Thank you, God, for your love and your mercy that's been given to me here this morning. God, that I have opportunity to give it back to you. Bring it. Bring it to the Lord.